day in the garden. I don't know why it's all so complicated sometimes, gardening. It's what Google's for, isn't it? Or any other search engine. My neighbour's the same. Mike. All right, Mike, how's it going? Love that new thing you've got in your bed there. That's great. What is it? Look how I don't know. All right, it's time to pack up from this area of the garden, put everything in the wheelbarrow and move away from that little area of project to the next one. So I've just taken a salvia out of the bed, which was getting a bit leggy and a bit woody and a bit disappointing, frankly, and a bit, well, I just got bored of it. So I needed a change around. So I'm gonna take it with its huge root ball. I'm gonna put it in a new bed, which um, <laughs> is called the Jasper Memorial Bed. Uh, Jasper was our beautiful cat, massive animal. I mean, he ate like nothing. He died in November, unfortunately. I found him under, in, in, oh, I can't speak about it. I found him, we found him, underneath my desk. Stiff as a board. But anyway, Jasper went in the ground, bless him. And because it was a bit of a boring bit of grass, I thought, let's put some nice jazzy flowers on top. We used to call him Jazzy. Uh, and actually, it's turning into a bit of a test bed. It's absolutely brilliant spot. It's really sunny, really bright, really well sheltered. So it should do really well. But at the moment, because I'm quite new to this kind of gardening, with beds filling them, how do you fill them? How do you structure them? How do you make them architecturally interesting, colourful, seasonally appropriate? Uh, how do you make sure that not everything flowers all in one go? All of that is quite a conundrum, really, for a new gardener. It's quite difficult to get your head around all of that. So it's basically a case of have a go Haslam for me. Just shove it in the ground, see if you like it, then move it if you don't. So this salvia is going to have a little, little bit of a test in the garden, in that bed, with Jasper. <laughs> Poor Jasper. Bless him. Right. Oh my God, that's heavy. Right, come on. Salvias are great because they fill quite quickly any area with the most beautiful flowers. And I can't work out when their flowering season is because they seem to do it at random. Like in November, they can suddenly sprout a load of red and white little petals and smell beautiful all over again. So if you measure up the root ball, I'm just gonna have a look at it. I could probably, you know, gently just drag my fingers through the root ball just to get off the excess soil to make it a little bit more manageable. Get rid of that. Um, and we split it a few months ago and the other side of it it's brother or twin if you like from the other half of it is actually doing really well in this bed so this is going to go on the other end of the bed I do like a bit of echoing of a theme but let's just get this oh gosh let's get the extra off it so it's a bit more manageable I want a nice ball as opposed to this square shape that I've got at the moment. I couldn't dig it out very neatly, so... And what are all these growing? Is that part of the plant or is that... I don't know what that is. I think that's weed. What are you? Weed or... Oh, no, it's... Oh, I don't know. The thing is, I just don't know. Does it matter? That is an uncomfortable thing for me, not knowing stuff. <laughs> uh friends and family will tell you that is the case i do like to know what i'm doing and when but with all of this you just don't know sometimes 
So it's a lesson in chilling the hell out. Ah, no, it's not a weed. It's part of the plant. Okay, so we'll just pretend I didn't do all that. Just pretend I didn't. And actually, this is a really good opportunity to get right into the base of the plant where it hits the soil, top of the root ball, to find all of those blooming pine needles just living on. Just, why won't they? Just compost. I mean, I don't think it's harming the plant at all. Oh my God, there are loads of snails in here. And I don't want to bring those all over to the, the new Jasper Memorial bed. The passengers in the journey. Oh well, look, you could spend your life doing this, couldn't you? Pulling out pine needles out of the base of a plant. <laughs> I, do, I do think it's important though to get some sunshine onto soil. And if you've got barriers to that, aren't needed then also for moisture getting through and stuff also looks a bit nicer when it's got nice brown soil all around it actually I think it might need a trim you know oh this is the thing about gardening you you think you're going to do one thing and it turns into 17 more items on your list but it is really rangy and woody all right I'm just going to start snipping away for a minute I'm really good at hair cutting. Have I mentioned that? All right, I'm just going to make this something different. Let's have a go. See, that's all wood, and then at the end is just one bit of sticker leaf. So, is it earning its keep? Are you earning its keep? No, you're too wiggly. Structurally inappropriate. I mean, I could go inside right now and Google how to look after a salvia. And then there'd be three different opinions from three different websites, some of which would be in a different climate to mine, so the answer would be different, perhaps. So I think... I'm just trusting instinct now. Look, this is... Look, we're on a podcast. Yeah, look at this. (laughs) Right, come on. Oh, another snail. This is weird. Snails and slugs, no one likes them, do they? Bless them. What are they good for? We should really start a campaign like slug rights or whatever. Like just find out why, save the slug. Find out what, what, why do they exist? Why do they bother us so much? Because they eat our plants. But what else are they doing in the garden that benefits the garden? They must have a role. Like ants eat green fly and stuff like that so letting ants crawl up and down your plants ants on your plants is a really good thing to do so ants in your house no ants on your plants absolutely help get rid of all the little mites and things like that flies green flies black flies i found right in the middle of this salvia a lucifer the devil's plant lucifer is gorgeous it's this reedy sort of shaped spear shaped um leaves that produce wonderful vibrant scarlet um colored plants but they are an absolute bugger for growing on they've got this amazing root system bulbs and like gnarly massive tubers that exist in the ground and they just throw up um, these plants all over the place and now it's started to rain heavily <laughs> so maybe it's time for a, a little stand in the stand in the hover house and just you know 
give it a coat of looking at. Oh, oh that's nice. Now the Jasper Memorial Garden is actually opposite the Hover House. So you sit inside this summer house, which in a previous episode I have explained why it's called the Hover House. I don't think we need to repeat the story. Um, and it's getting colourful. The cosmos is coming out, little daisy-like purpley flowers. The, whoa, forgot the name. I always forget the name. It's not quite in my head yet. Dahlia. Oh, hi, pussycat. This is the other cat, Casper. The other half of the duo. Come on then. Come on then. Hello. You're wet. You're sheltering as well. Yeah. So yeah, I think when you're gardening, you can process a lot of feelings and thoughts. Just going about your business. Like anything, isn't it? When you you take your mind off something, if you're going to have oh, I have all my best ideas in the shower, or I was cycling about and I had a great idea, and you know you can just have some good. Let your mind do some work while not having to think about it too hard, and achieve some nice stuff. I think I'm overthinking the salvia issue. <laughs> I've become a little obsessed. Right, just going to stick it in the ground and walk away. Once the rain has stopped. Come on, Casper, come on in for a cuddle. So it stopped raining, it was just a bit of a shower and uh, it was time for a cup of tea break anyway, so that was nice. And um, the salvia is going in the hole, but because it's a new bed and it's come from what was grass, basically a bit of lawn, uh, the soil underneath it is a bit dusty, it's got no structure to it, it's got no worms in it, which is a really good sign that something's a bit awry. Good for grass, but not for plants. So I'm taking the compost from the compost, composting area, the <laughs> compost bin, and because it's full of twigs and stuff that just didn't compost very well, like the pine needles and stones as well, actually, I've got one of those jumbo sieves, which I've always been quite envious of. Um, in other gardens, gardeners. I've never owned one before, but uh, and they're quite difficult to come by, to be honest. Anyway, Steve found one somewhere in a garden centre and brought it home for me, bless him. And so now what I've got is the detritus, the stuff I don't want. I'm going to get rid of that. And I'm going to load it up again with the, what looks like quite nice compost, but when you get close to it, it does have all these unnecessary lumps and bumps in it, twigs and stones and things. Um, so it's well worth just sieving it out and getting a good start on your soil. Now it does hurt my back to do sieving. If I stand up and I wave the sieve around from side to side, which is what, you know, like gold panning, uh, panning for gold like you might do. Um, so what I do is I kind of crouch down and twist the sieve like a steering wheel because that action from side to side in fact I just shake it up and down sometimes really does my back in it's weird and I think with gardening it's vigorous and strenuous and you do need to have ability to a degree if you haven't got other people around you to give you a hand who are willing to give you a hand but you know over the years as I've grown older I have not grown stronger so I have to take regular breaks and be a bit more 
body aware because I've done this before I've gone hell for leather all day on a Saturday and a Sunday I've woken up on a Monday morning back hurting frankly muscles in places I didn't expect to experience muscular ache or stiffness <laughs> gardener's bottom that's the one thing I do struggle with you know, you've got stiff bum cheeks <laughs> from too much weird gardening and you do sort of get involved so you've got to take these tea breaks every now and again haven't you right so we're, we're down to stones there and what's come out underneath oh look at that it's lovely nice it's nice rich brown soil no worms just yet but I, they won't be far behind i'm going to dig that in a little bit and add a bit more and then we'll have a nice basis for a bed and the salvia can uh, thrive in there beautiful what we've done is we've peeled off the turf peeled off you know what i mean just spaded out the turf and so we've got these strips of nice turf at the moment it's quite moist today as well which is good um the ambition with us was to reduce the amount of lawn that we have because when we moved in we were faced with quite a large football pitch style grass with nothing growing either side of it so two hedges and a load of grass in the middle really long and fair enough the owners before had a couple of boys um who'd grown up and left home but they basically said right here's here's your football pitch off you go no planting no nothing so it's not only is it boring to look at it's also tedious to mow every week in the summer so what we're trying to do is establish more beds less lawn but we've goofed it a bit because what we do is we take out this look this turf and go oh it's too nice to throw away and we end up turfing over something else a bit further down the garden but you know what it's a story that unfolds over time is the old garden and you can't rush it and you make mistakes and you try things and then it fails or it works or whatever and it doesn't really matter but yeah just try your best isn't it Now, I, uh, I do like digging. It's one of my favourite things to do. When I first bought a flat in London, finally, I uh, created a, a bed in the garden for the first time. Uh, and, you know, after getting rid of a lot of concrete in a garden to try and create some greenery and um, make a bed. The soil was shocking, really, really bad. So I had some topsoil delivered, but... I'd heard of double digging, double digging. It's where you dig in, spade steps, remove that layer, and then you dig in another spade depth. And what you get is fantastic drainage, knowledge that your great soil is going all the way through, and you really get to know your soil. And I spent hours doing that and loved it. But that was 15 years ago when I was a young woman. And, <laughs> and now, and I was a bit knackered from it all, to be honest. But now I couldn't dig for that long. Oh, we've got this plastic netting coming through. That was the base of the old turf. And that is not good. But, you know, not the end of the world. So, yeah, I'd love to do a bit of double digging, but never mind. There's so many old roots from the hedge and uh, previous existences, I suppose, that you kind of, if you can, want to get rid of just stuff that's not necessary that gets in the way of your new newly planted roots chasing down the nutrients in the soil 
so dusty. We're going to have to add a bit more compost to give it some structure. I've heard it recently referred to as loam. I had to Google what loam was, L-O-A-M. Frankly, just soil that's nice to plant stuff in. I don't know why it's all so complicated sometimes, gardening, and the terminology and all the rest of it. Um, oh, well. That's what Google's for, isn't it? Or any other search engine. And now we've got a hole in the ground that's large enough to accommodate the root ball and give us an opportunity to put down some nice compost to give it a bit of extra head start. This is nasty soil. It's fine, dusty, sandy. It's got no structure, nothing in it. And so we need to give it a boost. And every time I plant, I put the mulch or the compost down in the hole first pack it around and uh you know sit back and enjoy it basically i've also got a box of stinky uh it's gross fish blood and bone all-purpose plant food so we're just going to put that in and put some nice compost on top bit of a boost and it's in a cardboard box which i thoroughly enjoy as a recycling opportunity too much plastic packaging for gardening stuff gardeners don't like it so yeah yeah, product makers, change your ways. All right, so a bit of bit of scooping of got a wheelbarrow here full of nice. Oh, that is that is lush. We've sieved it, sieved it a lot, and it's full of former kitchen stuff, tea bags, carrot peelings, potato peelings. Right, that's got a bit of a mix in it. Oh yeah, we've got to give it a good drink, haven't we? That's the, the rule of thumb before you put a root ball in. Water the stuff first. I'm just gonna grab the watering can because it's really nearby and fill it from the water butt. It's interesting how the size of my equipment, as it were, has grown as my gardening appetite has grown. And I had a kind of, that's the water butt. Let's have a look inside actually. Oh my God, it's full. That's fantastic. It chucked it down last night, so that's a real benefit. We've got a hose pipe rigged up to the shed to catch the water, as much water as possible. Um, but yeah, the equipment I've got, um, I had like a little, a little pink watering can that would be suitable for some uh, windowsill boxes and a small London garden. And then I moved up to the northwest of England bit of a bigger garden needed a bit of a bigger watering can and then recently I've just bought a nice jumbo 10 litre two gallons it can take which is what we need it's heavy though right that's enough it's quite frothy old rainwater it's like there's soap in it but there's not okay so just take the nozzle off the end don't need that and I just basically want to slop all of that lovely lovely rainwater into the bottom of that hole. You get into the process of a, of a replant or a new plant digging in. I've, I feel quite sufficiently expert now that I can put a plant in a hole without having to read the instructions. Ow, just whacked myself in the face. Okay, here we go, springy salvia. In you go. Now, is that gonna be a nice situation? Yeah, I reckon that's, um, that's spot on, actually. It's nicely spread out. It's not leaning to one side in any way. And now the simple job of backfilling 
down the sides of this root ball to bring it up to the same level as the rest of the bed. So grab the big spade and off we go. In fact, I'm just going to use this compost out of the the wheelbarrow out of the broken wheelbarrow to sort that out get that it's such a brilliant resource having your own compost i can't tell you so not only are you not taking a big plastic bag to you know empty out and then shove into the environment basically you are putting your food waste somewhere your scraps not your cooked food obviously and it's coming to some good use maybe two four, six years later. But you know, it's all patience, isn't it? And that in itself is just super pleasing. Really good. Right, okay, I'm just gonna put the rest of the soil that came off, sliding it across. So again, it's just pressing it down, getting your shoes nice and muddy. That feels like the rain's coming, doesn't it? You can get a bit hung up on leveling off and everything like that. And twanging the acer next to it. That again was a rescue job. Oh, back's all stiff. Need a breather. Otherwise I'll get gardener's bottom and that's not good for anyone, is it? Do you know what? I might just tie that salvia together purely for an aesthetic purpose so at the moment it's really splayed out it might perk up with a bit of watering and a bit of new placing but to make it look just a little bit more luscious I might just put a little string around its waist and bring the bring the plant together it's come out to chuck it down again so let's get this finished oh there's a worm there that's exciting Hello, worm. Are you a worm? Hmm. Sort of a worm. <laughs> Might be a worm that was longer than before my spade went near it. Sorry, worm. So, let's just see how that's cooking. All right, looking not, not bad. A bit more pressing, a bit more watering. The problem with a plant splayed out like this is that there is a centre element which doesn't get filled or pressed in so you have a bit too much air in the middle now I have no idea whether there's actually a thing that I should be concerned about but that's the thing about being a bit of a have-a-go gardener isn't it you don't actually know <laughs> definitely as to what you're doing now my neighbor's the same Mike he's brilliant he's got this brilliant brilliant garden it's lovely it doesn't work, so, you know, he's got a lot of time on his hands to do that. But, <laughs> OK, I'll pop round for something. All right, Mike, how's it going? Love that new thing you've got in your bed there. That's great. What is it? He'll go, I don't know. <laughs> like, I really expect him to be super expert and to know everything and to be, like, really full of wisdom and everything. Because I don't know. Why have you put it there, Mike? Oh, I don't know. So... Do you know what? Again, another instinctive gardener. It doesn't matter what you grow. It doesn't matter that you don't know the names. It doesn't matter that it doesn't work or it does work. It doesn't matter that you change your mind in a year's time or two years' time. That's the beauty of it. 
so yeah just grow what you like I like what you grow yeah that looking good that salvia thank you job done and of course no replanting planting of anything would be complete without giving it a good drink. <laughs>